Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. Welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and my next guest is an author, speaker, spiritual mentor, and a coach. Welcome to the show, Dr. Claire Smith. Hey, Dr. Claire. Hi, Wise. Thank you so much for welcoming, for having me and for welcoming me. It's good to be here. I appreciate that you are about people and um, giving space and voice to people, so thank you. Oh no, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on the show. It, it's like when once I started doing my podcast, it was just me. When I first started, it was me just rambling and 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 just basically just bitching and complaining about everything. And it wasn't getting me anywhere. It wasn't doing anything for me. I didn't enjoy it. And then yeah. I, I I switched to focusing more on putting putting out positive content where. I can sit down and interview people and have them tell their stories and maybe somebody might listen in and it might help them. And so, so I, once I started doing that, I really started really enjoying podcasting so much more. Yeah. It's not fun when you have to come up with something every week, you know, it takes time and then you, you miss the joy because you're so focused on getting the content ready. But when you have, the, I did a, podcasting for this time and when you have guests on you can just relax and enjoy the conversation that's what I found and it's just not my listeners learning stuff I'm learning stuff as long as well so like I said in my intro people joining me on my journey and I'm joining them on their journey so I'm just having a great time yeah and it's beautiful so, so how do um, people set and maintain boundaries to have basically a healthy balance in, in their life? Oh, I love how you jump straight into that one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we talk a lot about boundaries, don't we? Um, so how do we set them? I, I think a big piece of setting boundaries is knowing who you are. When you don't know who you are and you don't know why you're here, and I'll look back to why you're here, when you don't know who you are and why you're here, you you kind of fall for everything, for every, um, you, you just out there trying to be everything and do everything and please everybody. And that's not very, um, helpful to you or to others. So I would say in setting boundaries, there, there's some more practical things we'll talk about in terms of time and so on. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I'll say in setting boundaries, no, who you are, and, and because of my background, one of the things that I say is understand that you have been created by God with inestimable value. So so that's like your bottom, your baseline. You're precious, you're, you're valuable, and, and you don't need to go to people for validation. Because a lot of times the erosion of boundaries 
comes because we're looking to people for validation. And so I make a distinction between people pleasing and pleasing people because I feel once we're in this life, we cannot avoid pleasing people. It's just a being in community with people. At some point, if you never please anybody, you're just being very selfish. So we, we do have to please people at times. But when we're a people pleaser, it's like we're existing to get validation from other people as our source rather than as another thing that adds to us. And so we we go, I was going to say above and beyond, but the connotation of that I don't do. Like we go beyond what we're called to do and we lose ourselves in the process and we erode our boundaries by just everybody wants something, everybody gets something. So going back to why we're here now, when we understand why we're here, um, we are better able to uh, do the things that are in align with that so that we are playing to our strengths, as it were, and we are allowing people to benefit from our strengths, from our gifts, rather than um, mixing it in with the weaknesses. Um, the thing with the weaknesses, sometimes they do need strengthening, yes, but a lot of times where we are weak, somebody else is strong. And when we try to just do everything all the time, be everything, we're shutting the door for somebody else who would excel in an area we don't excel in. And um, so we need to give space for that and, and focus on our gifts, focus on our purpose. The purpose and gifts are alive. Um, purpose is why we're here. And when we do that, it is much easier to set boundaries. Um, and then tied into that, has to do with expectations. So so it's related, right? We're not being people pleasers. So then in terms of expectations, the expectations we have of ourselves and hopefully one would be excellence. And if we're seeking to be excellent people, we can't be and do everything. You know, I use that phrase again. We can't be and do everything. So if you're seeking to be excellent people and that's an expectation of ourselves, then we'll be able to say no to some things that would keep us from being excellent in what we already have on our plate, which means we need to manage expectations. Um, I already talked about our expectations, but also people's expectations, because people always have expectations. And one of the things I say with people is they know what they want. And that's fine. We need to know what we need and what we want. So people will always want us to do something, especially if we are gifted. And, you know, some people seem to be gifted to be able to do everything. Um, though the truth is we don't excel at everything. But, you know, sometimes, and I know for myself, I, I can manage different things. And I have gone into this thing where I'm trying to do, it wasn't so much trying to please people, but I saw a need. And I would fill it. And then after a while, the expectation was there that I would do this. I would do that, you know. So sometimes we feed those expectations. Sometimes they're thrust upon us. But we need to um, be confident in ourselves so that we are able to graciously say no when we find this thing is outside either our expertise or the time we have that would allow us to be centered and to thrive. And I'll pause there. I mean, there's more I could say, but I want to pause <laughs> so that you could jump in. I don't want to do a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because 
uh, I recorded earlier today with someone and we talked, we, we spoke about how we could avoid getting angry if we stop putting expectations on people. If we stop putting, we, if we stop expecting people to do things a certain way that we do it, mm. but they're not necessarily us. So it's wrong for us to put right. expectations on them and not let them know that we have these expectations of them. Yeah. And it, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Sorry, thought- it, it, no, it's, it's interesting because that's a lot of things. That's a lot, that's a lot of things when you, when you, like, when you get upset of, at someone is because you expected something from them and they let you down. But if you don't put expectations into it, into that person, then you can't really be upset. Yeah. <laughs> I had to walk a client through that because she, she was in a supervisory position and she was getting upset. And then again, you see the different levels of boundaries. So then she was finding she was doing what that person should have done. And then when we got done into it, it was the same thing. The expectations of that person were not clear. Um, the job description wasn't clear, and therefore the expectations weren't clear. Because even then, you still have to fine-tune some things with each task. And if you don't do that, you will cross over into their boundaries. <laughs> See, we're coming at boundaries from a different angle. And then when you try to take on their stuff as well as your stuff, your boundaries are eroded in turn. But yeah, that whole getting angry thing because we don't communicate expectations. And then here's another aspect of that whole expecting people to do things the way we do. So like when we communicate expectations, we understand they're not going to do things the way we do it, right? We know that. Well, we don't always know it, but our gift, we're differently gifted and, and we see things differently. So moving a table. The table has to be moved. Somebody's going to come and pick the table up and pick it up just like that and move it level in the same level way. Somebody else is going to come and turn the table on the side and then move it. Now, if you're short-sighted and you are a control person, you're going to say, no, it can only be moved this way. Instead of stepping back, your expectation is set. The table needs to be moved. Okay, let them move it. <laughs> Let them figure out how they will move it and leave it. Now, after they've moved it, if there was a more efficient way, you could have a discussion. Um, but yeah, um, and that's where, so some people, and I just use the table, but it happens with so many things. Some people just jump in and take over. And then they say, nobody can do it properly. Nobody can do it well. I'm the only person who can do it. And I'm always tired and they expect me to do everything. <laughs> you know? Whereas we're the ones who have totally destroyed all the boundaries. It's crazy because it's crazy because you really can't do this. You can't really whatever you you set your goals on and and whatever you want you plan on doing. What you can't really do it by yourself. You really do need a team no. to, to be yeah. supportive because there's things I don't know that someone on my team might be really good at, and then oh yeah, I'm like yo, this is you. Here you go. And and then that alleviates some pressure from me. So I'm happy. So 
they and they're happy because they get to feel like they're doing something like, oh, this is this is my niche. This is what I do. And they get to they get to yeah, they get to flaunt their skills and their talents. So I, I enjoy I it's like I know when I I can't do something and I know someone who, who can do it better than me, I have no problem passing yeah. it on. Right. <laughs> yeah. I you you remind me of an incident that happened um long ago with a friend. She was to do something for me and when I got back home she was home uh, at my house and she hadn't really like she didn't grasp what I needed. So I started to show her and then she's like, Okay, you move now. <laughs> she's like, You go you go and look at your books. That's what you're good at and you leave me to do this. Because one one of the things that one of the dynamic was that was there, you know, um, because you're alluding to this dynamic and, and I touched on it earlier, you know, with allowing people to go to their gifts and you work on your strengths. So it was okay for me to kind of demonstrate what was needed, but for me to have stayed and try to do it and micromanage her, it made her feel like I wasn't even allowing her to do the thing she was good at. She couldn't do what I did with the, you know, in terms of academics, because, you know, the academic background and all of that. So she understood that she couldn't do that. And she had no problem with me being the one who was doing that. But she had a problem with me stepping into what she was good at. I could demonstrate, but don't. And and that's how we can disempower people when we don't allow them to be, when we try to be everything and do everything. It's disempowering to others. It's stressful to us, disempowering to others. Oh, yeah. I have no problem delegating stuff. No problem. <laughs> you, yeah. it, 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 sometimes you can't, you can't, you can't just add all that additional stress, man. It, it's just, it's not good. Just so it accept help. Sense. Yeah. People, sometimes people just don't know how to accept help. Like me personally, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a team guy. I love, I, I love working with people, helping people. So for me, it's easy if I know, especially, but if, if it's something that I'm interested in, then I will, I will learn. I will, I will ask questions. I will ask questions and, and find out, Hey, how can I improve on this? And so, but that's, that's what life is. Life is just one big lesson learning and learning and growing. And again, it comes back to knowing who you are, because if you're insecure, you need everything to kind of make you feel like you're somebody that, you know, the validation thing again, you need every little thing, you ought to hold every little thing. And, you know, sometimes we start there, I've had those phases, but hopefully we grow out of it, you know, when we're very young and we're feeding ourselves and we're testing the waters, it's like we have to prove ourselves. Um, with help when we're young, we can move past that phase very quickly. Um, but certainly as adults, unfortunately, it's not true, but as adults, we should be at a stage where we proved ourselves. We know who we are. Let's now just settle down and do the things at which we are competent and allow other people to shine and um, not try to hold everything to ourselves. And then we get stressed out. We don't have boundaries and we're like, Oh, what's going on? I'm tired. They they're working me to death. You know, people yeah, people say all kinds of foolishness. But that's, but that's because that's because we're programmed. It's like we we 
people are programmed. They're not, they're not, they're not willing. Like they're, they're, they're fixed. Some, a lot of people are fixated with, let me go get a job, go get a, go get my education. Well, actually, let me go to school, get my education, then get a job. And then, but they're not truly fine. They're just following, uh, a pattern that they want you to get into. They're not really trying to explore what truly makes you happy, what you truly want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and I frame it slightly differently from that. Um, I talk about call, purpose, you know, purpose and cause. Um, but it's, it's related, you know, it's, it's kind of, I don't know if it's the same, but it's certainly like this, very close together. Um, because the purpose, yeah, it is the same. The purpose is going to make you happy. When you're in your purpose, you'll be happy. And and for some people, it is that route. It is going to school. It is doing all of that. And But it's not that for everybody. And and so um, what is it that is going to allow you to best fulfill your purpose? And that's the question we need to be asking. I talk about purpose. In the book, I talk about purpose, call, and assignment. And um, I I don't um I used to stress about purpose and I know there are all these things to find your purpose and so on and that's valid. I, I would never I'm not hitting I'm not saying that to hit that. I think anything that helps you to articulate your purpose is helpful. But I am of the opinion that we are never far from our purpose because it is so intrinsic to who we are that if we were to stop and really find it and we check our life's journey, we will find that we were close. We were there, but when we know it and we can articulate it, then it means we can better fulfill it. No, and yeah. so close No, you're right. No, you're right. Because with me, I didn't. I was. I'm forty. I, I'm about to turn forty-five uh, this Monday coming up. <laughs> and and for me, I I never really knew my purpose. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I. I had my job, my career, and it paid well, but I wasn't, I'm, I wasn't truly happy. And it was when, once I got behind the mic and started recording and started sharing messages and being able to, to, to learn and, and speak to people like you. And that's when I really found my purpose. This, that's when I really found out that this is what I want to do. I want to be behind the mic talking to people, sending a message. And, and that's, that's, that's what basically I've been doing the last year. Yeah. But I have a feeling you were doing, you were always curious. You were always trying to send messages to people in your own way that that was a part of your life before you got in front of the mic. But, but getting in front of them, yeah, and that's why I say we're never far from it. it it's just weird. But because you're able now to um, so, to pinpoint it, there's going to be so much more fulfillment, and, and that's the difference. So I think if we just pause, look at our lives. Like I tell the story in my book about this nurse, um, a friend. She's a friend, actually, and she was a client as well. And she, um, we were talking about purpose. And I have some questions, you know, to help get at it. It's not as detailed as people who make that their focus. You know, there's some people, their focus of the business is helping people find purpose. 
that's a part of what I do. It's not a focus. It's not as in-depth. But what we figured out was that her purpose was to care for others. So call now. Call is what allows you to fulfill that purpose. And her call was to be a nurse. Call and vocation go close. Her call was to be a nurse. And then I add another layer where I talk about assignment because I believe assignment varies by season. <clears throat> like in some ways I could say your purpose is <clears throat> my suspicion, your purpose is um, helping people discover themselves. And you, you, your call is to give a voice to others and, and to have like a community of people who are empowering each other to find their purpose, to, to find themselves. And your assignment right now is podcasting. You see? So that that's how I uh, that's how I break it down. So with her, you know, the call to help to care for others, and we're all called to care for others. But some people, that's the, the, their unique thing that they do, and they do it in a way that the rest of us are not able to do it. So she's this nurse is her call. And then in terms of assignment, initially she was on the ward. Um, she was just that nurse on the ward. Then some administrative pieces came in. And right now, she's not that much on the war. She's doing administration and training, training new nurses. So, um, and, and when we understand that, going back to the boundaries, she can, um, tune out some other things that will come up, that, that are, that will take her out of alignment. Because at the end of the day, we're talking about alignment. You can tune out some things that will come up because a lot of things are going to come up, but you can tune them out because this is your focus. And if it doesn't, mesh with this focus that you have now based on per- all of that, then you, you just, you don't need to be doing it. <laughs> you can just tune it out. Um, and, and so that's why I talk about knowing who you are and knowing your purpose as being critical in managing boundaries. And then there's the more physical aspect of managing boundaries, of having boundaries. And there I talk about how you actually frame your time, frame your day, frame your week. Um, so I talk about in the book, I, and the book is Help I Want Out What to Do When You're Stressed Out from Keeping It All Together. I talk about margins and boundaries. And margins I think about as your day, how you start your day, how you end your day, what stays. And if you think of pen and paper, you know, we don't, we do a lot on the computer, on the tablet and all of that now, but you think of an exercise book, it has margins, or a notebook, margin to the right, to the left, even if not to the right. But even the computer, you know, if you're doing a document, we have margins. And ha- margins help to define and contain and keep things orderly for the person who's looking at it and for the person who's writing too. When you start writing off the margin, like in the book, I talk about this lady who's a central character and she was so tired. When she caught herself, she was writing off the margin onto the table. That's no good to anybody. And so in our lives, we need margins so that we start the day. We don't rush into the day in terms of work. We start the day with reflection. We should, if, we, if we are praying people, we started with prayer. If we read the Bible, we started with the Bible. Some people do meditation, you know, different things, some exercises, maybe some stretches or so on. And we start that to get us grounded and then we can go into the day. And then at the end of the day, we don't just glam and rush into bed. No, I've done that. Don't get me wrong. But it's so much better when we stop and we reflect on the day 
and then we process the day. And and there are ways in which we can process, you know, what we did, how we did it, and what we carry over to the next day, what we need grace for, what we need forgiveness for, all of that. Those are our margins that help us to maintain, and that's where we are able to renew who we are and why we are here. Because the truth is life gets busy, and if we don't have the margins, we forget so easily these basic things that allow us to maintain our boundaries. So we talk about those type of boundaries, and I want to talk about a different type of boundary, and that's how we frame our week. We need a day which I refer to as Sabbath, and sometimes I say, well, even if you can just do a few hours, do that, where we step away from everything, and we just be. Um, be with ourselves, be with God, be with nature, be with people, you know, but we're not, it's not a work, there's no agenda other than I'm going to take this day to decompress, to release things, and again, to remind me of who I am. And, and when we build the margins and the boundaries into our lives, we're so much better able to serve others. We're so much better to, kinder to ourselves, to our friends, our family, the people around us. And um, then the boundary issue is mm, it's not that big a um, we don't have to struggle with it as much. Yeah, no. It, it, with me, like, and um, I had a thought, and I just, it just went out of my head. Oh, uh, oh! When I talked about end, starting and ending the day, I saw you give a little smile. So there's something resonated there. Yeah, no, no, it was. It was I had it in my head, and it just poof, just disappeared. Yeah. How, how do you? How do you end? How do you end your day? Next time, just jump oh, in. Oh, how, how do how I do you end your day? Well, <laughs> I, I, had, I had an idea. It's there. It's 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 there on the tip, and it's just... <laughs> but it had to do with um with how I start my day and how I end my day. I, def, I definitely start my day just... just I'll take, I'll take my first... 10, 15 minutes and I'll just sit down and I'll just breathe and relax and just, and just take in my day that way. And then, and at the end of the day, I just unwind. I'll do what I have to do, but it was more, I know now I know what it was. I, I took knew a, it would come on to it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it was, it was, I just took a vacation. I just went away and I had to mm-hmm. do it because I had been recording for, over a year, I've done probably over a hundred and something episodes, and yeah. I was getting a little burnt out. And so mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to take a little break, unplugged for a few days, and not focus on podcasting or anything with social media. Just enjoy my time away, and that's what I did. And now mm-hmm. I'm back. I'm recharged. I've I've been recording like two episodes a day. So I'm just out there just churning them out and grinding. But it is, it was just sometimes you just, you just have to just unwind, just unplug and, and just recharge the batteries because you don't want to burn yourself out. You must, you must, you know, um, every day, um, so we have the every day, we have the once a week, but then we also need a vacation time. And, um, you know, there's a law of diminishing returns. And a lot of times we behave as if that is how life should be. But 
we don't take the breaks, we enter the law of diminishing returns, and we have less and less to offer. And the funny thing is, the more, the less we have to offer is the more we push and try to pretend we have something to offer. <laughs> so, we enter that loop where we're just like, Oh, I'm so out of it and over it. <laughs> but yeah. Dr. Dr. Clay, it's been great having you on. I appreciate this. It's time for you now to promote and plug everything you do. Promote <laughs> and plug everything I do. Okay. So, like you mentioned, I'm a spiritual mentor and coach. I um, I help busy people to... Uh, have more time for themselves, God, the people they love, to manage their time so they can have more, uh, manage, they can have better relationships and be <coughs> without stress and guilt. Because a lot of times we want to have better relationships, but we don't, um, we feel guilty. We feel we should be going full out. And, and when we want to step aside, there's this guilt that comes to it. And so I, I want to read something as well. So how I do that, I mostly do one-on-one. I have the book, Help I Want Out, What to Do When You Are Stressed Out from... <laughs> oh, here's the book. From Keeping It All Together. Um, let me say that again since I messed it up. Help <laughs> I Want Out, What to Do When You Are Stressed Out from Keeping It All Together. And you can get it at livingstressout.com. Get help. Livingstressout.com slash get help. And um, when you purchase it, you will get um, a handout knowing when it is time to let go. Because a lot of times we don't know when to let go. So this kind of walks you through the signs that it's time to let go as you're seeking to set up those boundaries. And then it will um, give you some tips to do. So you have the book, but that's like a quick two-page thing you can just go through. But I wanted to read something. It's called the permission slip because I think a lot of times with boundaries, we don't give ourselves permission. So Olivia is a central character in the book. And so this is the permission slip. Olivia looked up at the clock in her office late again. She had promised her family that she would leave early this evening. She took another look and decided that she was not really late after all. She could finish one more thing before she left. It would only take a minute. An hour later, Olivia looked at the clock again. What? This was supposed to be her reset day. She started scrambling, throwing things in her purse, running to the elevator. She twisted her ankle trying to get to the car as quickly as possible. She sat down and sighed. Her ankle hurt a little, racing in heels. What was she thinking? What went wrong? Olivia could not give herself permission to follow through on her promise to her family and leave the office early. She was wrapped up in an internal narrative that told her if she left early, she was not giving her best. Has that ever happened to you? You've become so accustomed to going full out that when you got an opportunity for a pause, you did not take it. Scratch that. You could not take it. Instead, you found something else to do. Of course, you told yourself a story to justify it. This needs to be done. This person needs help. There is no one else to do it. When you stop to think about it, aren't you amazed at the stories with which we come up to justify our behavior? I know mine have amazed me. 
The thing, of course, is that you may be too stressed out to realize this is what you're doing. Where do these narratives that set you up for stress originate? And I talk about the things we hear growing up. And also the fact that sometimes when we achieve success and we're the only one or we're the first one, we feel guilty and we feel we have to go above and beyond when it is really so. Growing up, Olivia had been the most responsible child in her family. She got a break to go to an elite school outside of her community. She received opportunities that her siblings did not. She had worked hard each step of the way following her father's example. He had worked so hard that she hardly ever saw him. As an adult, Olivia felt an underlying, unresolved guilt. When others did not step up to the plate, she made excuses for them rather than holding them accountable. They had not had the same opportunities as she had was her go-to excuse. Furthermore, in her head, you were a good worker when you worked long hours. Olivia did not give herself permission to change these narratives that enabled her stressed out state. Now she was breaking down and did not know what to do. Olivia had no idea how to stop. I do not want you to be Olivia at this point in her life. Thus, I am giving you your permission slip. Here it is. Stop. Just stop and flip the script. And so that's what I help a lot of people to do. Stop, flip the script, get back to a healthy place as they get clarity in terms of their purpose being here, in terms of the boundaries they need to be setting, and to work through some of the things that are holding them captive to other people so that they can live the free people they've been created to be and have joy in what they do rather than feeling trapped and saying help. I want out. So again, you can reach me, <laughs> livingstressedout.com. The book is livingstressedout.com slash get help. But if you want to contact me, just go to livingstressedout.com. There's a contact form there. You can fill it in. I don't want to give you too many links. Um, my e For email address, you can just go to info at clareandsmith.com. So I think that's enough for you to remember, but just go to livingstressedout.com. If, if you forget everything else, just go to livingstressedout.com and you'll see the book there. You'll see my contact information there. And I would love an opportunity to just share with you and hear where you are and see if there's anything way I can help you. Maybe, maybe not, but who knows? It's It's been good to connect with the wise the wise, wise. <laughs> Thank you. But now, no, I'll, actually, I'll put the descriptions and everything in the in the show notes when I release the episode, so they'll they'll be able to, to clip on the link and and get to you. Thank you for that, and thank you for having me, and and just continue to keep up the good work of helping people discover themselves. Because when we do that, and it is an ongoing journey, but when we do that, life is much more fulfilling and joyful. It is. It, it really is. But now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to my real wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J. Big shout out to the homie, Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. 
Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt, Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt, and a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash stuck in my mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>